Hello, podcast listeners. You've reached This Marketing Life, and I'm your host, Fiona McEachran. This Marketing Life is the podcast that discusses the real-world challenges and opportunities facing today's marketing manager. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on iTunes and visit thismarketinglife.com to subscribe to future episodes and cool marketing management goodies. And if you have any questions about marketing management, please contact me. On the previous episode, I shared my views on the state of marketing management education, or diseducation, as I like to call it. That's a lovely little millennial term I picked up. On today's episode, I'm keen to cover off those hot marketing trends that marketing managers will inevitably have to face. I found the same trends have been popping up for the past few years, so there's nothing that will rock your world, but I believe, depending on your industry, you will need to look further into some of these. If you have a look online, you'll see many lists of trends, some three hot trends, some 15, some 20. I'm going to cover off just a few of the big trends that I think you need to be paying attention to. These are my six favorites. Brand purpose, influencer marketing, podcasts, technology, voice and artificial intelligence, content marketing, and big data. Or data, depending on where you are in the world. Right, let's get into it. Number one, brand purpose. This is a trend that has really pushed through in 2017 and will affect many marketing managers. It is based around the power of millennials and how they are choosing to support companies that promote and demonstrate their ethical purpose. Research from the PEW Research Center shows that millennials have just passed Generation X as the largest generation in the American workforce. This is likely to be the case or will shortly be the case in other workforces around the world too. Even Goldman Sachs backs this up too, saying that the millennial generation is the biggest in US history, even bigger than the baby boom. And I'll put a link to that research in the show notes. Then if you look at a recent Marketing Week article, it says that purpose has been moving up the agenda for many marketing departments over the past few years as companies look to do well by doing good. But this year saw the beginnings of a backlash. You can access the link to the full Marketing Week article called Trends for 2018 Purpose Will Morph Back into Positioning in the show notes. Millennials are definitely driving this, making brands accountable for their actions. If the quality is in your brand remit, then it must come through in your campaigns and in the entire customer experience journey. Uber learned this lesson the hard way when in 2017, Susan Fowler wrote about her experience and pain as an employee of Uber. It was a company that promoted itself as a fresh tech company, as a platform of disruption, of part of the new sharing economy, and they tried to promote everything that was tied to those ideas. But then this didn't really translate into the day-to-day life of many employees, especially women. And they have experienced a massive fallout from this. And dare I mention another example like Kylie Jenner and Pepsi? No, I won't. This trend and pressure for brands to live on purpose will not be going away. 
The second trend that marketing managers need to be aware of is influencer marketing. Number two, influencer marketing. With today's technology, many previously unknown personalities have sprung up across many industries and niches or niches, if you're in the US, and grown massive followings on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. According to Ogilvy, influencer marketing identifies those which have the most influence over potential buyers and orientates marketing activity around these influences. These can include journalists, academics, industry analysts, professional advisors, celebrities, which is probably the one you hear the most about, and individual brand advocates or evangelists. When you choose to embrace influencer marketing, the influencer shares and recommends your brand or product with their followers, and they are paid by your business with either goods or services or cold hard cash. Maria Sipka wrote on Huffington Post that the cost per piece of content varies with the type of influencer you're working with. Micro-influencers may charge as little as $50 per piece of content, while top-tier and celebrity influencers can charge as much as $250,000. If you do look at going down this route and testing the water with an influencer campaign, I would love to hear about your ROI. I would set up the influencer campaign with the desired outcome or main call to action. Then you could track the influencer with a coupon or promo code or use a tracking pixel or analytics to see how many sales you make or how many potential customers come to your website from the influencer. This is a trend that companies are jumping all over, especially since tactics like display ads are bombing. eMarketer recently published a nice little chart showing the expected change in companies' influencer marketing budget in 2017. There is definitely a trend to increase, and I'll publish their little graph on the show notes if you want to have a look at it. But it basically says that, you know, a report by Linquia, the state of influencer marketing in 2017, says that 48% of respondents are planning to increase their spend on influencer marketing. So there is definitely a trend out there to go down this down this route. Well, I mean, watch this space and really all power to the influencer. Good on them. They've, they've built themselves up and businesses can benefit. And um, moving on to the next trend, I really, I really like this next trend. And you will hear why. Trend number three, podcasts. Podcasts are going mental. And for good reason, they are awesome. And that's why you've tuned into This Marketing Life. An article on PR Week says, the popularity of podcasts is rising with monthly listeners growing from 21% to 24% year on year in the US, according to an Edison research report from April, 2017. Also, the report says that 40% of Americans have ever listened to a podcast. This, this, is, this is huge. And if you look over in Australia, the ABC, our, our media station here, held the first Australian podcast conference in September 2017 called AusPod 2017, which was sold out. And they also conducted research on the uptake of podcast listeners in Australia and published their findings in a report. You can access the report in the show notes on today's podcast. 
Basically, the report says podcast awareness is high in Australia, with 89% of Australians 18 to 75 claiming to be aware of podcasts. And just over half of Australians 18 to 75 claim to have tried listening to podcasts, but the trial is the highest among 25 to 34 year olds, with the lowest being 50 to 75. And 16% of Australians 18 to 75 claim to have listened to a podcast in the last week. If you are still doubting that podcasts are a hot trend, just look at what happened with Hamish and Andy in December 2017. For those non-Aussies, please Google Hamish and Andy, and you can thank me later. These amazing guys were set to leave Southern Cross Stereo and run their own podcast show, only to be suddenly staying on with RCA and running their show. This proves that they are hot stuff and podcasting is only going to grow in power and popularity. The fact that they were even considering this is, is uh, considering launching their own podcast just goes to show the power that podcasting could have. And a marketing ninja friend of mine working for a business called NPS Medicine Wise in Sydney recently launched a brand new podcast for that business called Australian Prescriber in July 2017. After a media release and email campaign to subscribers, the podcast was in the new and noteworthy in iTunes within one week. And actually, I think if you go and have a look um, in the Australian iTunes, you'll see it's still there. And it has now reached 63,000 subscribers in six months. That is phenomenal. And if you want to, if you want to have a look at this podcast, I'll, I'll put a link to this actual podcast in the show notes as well. But it's very targeted podcast. Ultimately, I mean, what does this mean for you and your business? Maybe it is time to look at doing a podcast, but don't do it for podcasting sake or just to jump onto the trend. Podcasts take a lot of time, planning and effort. Believe you me, I've learned it. So you cannot just try it. You cannot just dip your toe in. You need to be all in. You need to jump in and be very, very dedicated if you're going to launch a podcast and give the right resources to it. So moving on to the next trend. It's probably the most hyped trend at the moment. Technology. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Insert thunder and lightning here. Voice activated technology as well as artificial intelligence. Trend number four, technology. Voice activated technology is trending and booming. Amazon Alexa was one of the most downloaded apps on Christmas Day 2017 on the App Store. And Google Home was the fifth most downloaded app on Christmas Day in the Google Play Store. Insert PR stunt here as brands start to play with voice technology possibilities. Early adopters like Domino's, which built a pizza uh, delivery Alexa skill. Uh, PayPal launched a, a voice authorized payment transactions. And, and with Uber, you know, a simple voice command, you can order your next ride. So I think, you know, expect more of these big brands popping up with more voice activated, I'll call them gimmicks, uh, in 2018 and beyond. But ultimately, there could really be some benefit for standing out with some of this voice activated campaigns or technology. So yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on it. But next, I really want to talk about the big one, the one that uh, 
everyone seems to be waving the flag for at the moment. This is uh, AI or artificial intelligence. I mean, there is a lot of information and news floating around about AI. And it's, I must admit, it's kind of been this way for a few years. Uh, perhaps, actually, I can dedicate a whole episode to AI in the future if you're really keen to learn more, because it is a huge rabbit hole that you can disappear down when you start to look into it. I will press gently on the topic in this episode, but but marketing but should marketing managers really be afraid or be on their toes? I think it's too soon to sweat profusely. Most businesses won't modify your job remit to focus on AI just yet. You've got leads to capture. Still, the AI trend cannot be ignored, or at least it shouldn't. There is a pretty good article from the next web. Vivian Michaels says that using AI in providing better customer experience, predictive analytics, and targeted marketing will surely provide a great ROI to businesses. They've shared some potential areas where AI can tremendously boost digital marketing. And I guess they're trying to make it more usable to marketers so that it doesn't seem so big and scary and like computers are taking over the world. So they, they give some suggestions um, saying that, you know, you can use it to personalize user experience to a greater extent extent. I think how businesses are using this at the moment is with chatbots and augmented reality is is probably the two main ways that AI has, has taken off. So many businesses are using chatbots and augmented reality. I mean, augmented reality is perfect for real estate. Um, I know it can't generate the, the smells and sounds or real sounds of, of reality at the moment, but you can definitely get good visuals. Uh, they've also say it makes your decisions simpler and easier with predictive marketing. So predictive campaigns can significantly reduce customer research on the product and makes decision making easier, especially as the internet continues to gather and store data. I think how they say it's store, storing user needs, behaviors and future actions. I think as we pull out this data and we can start to do some automated or predictive campaigns. When, it, when your customer takes a certain action and they're in your list and in your data, that can then create uh, maybe an automated email to go out. I mean, you can, you can really do great things right now with predictive marketing. I, I suggest you, you look into that. And lastly, they mentioned talking about image recognition to get maximum ROI. So, I mean, Amazon is, is leading the field in looking at this image recognition. I mean, their latest brainchild, which is called Recognition, just you can Google it. The spelling will seem a little funny, but um, basically this, this technology from Amazon recognizes human faces, uh, emotions involved, and identifies objects. So who knows what this is going to do into the future. Also, social media has always been biased towards visual content. So, you know, they say that tweets with images get 150 more retweets and Facebook posts with images get 2.3 times more engagement. I mean, in summary, the next web says that optimized decision making, better sales cycle and predictive buying and selling processes are sure shot outcomes of this robotic war. I think that's a little um, melodramatic. I mean, I'll put the link to the article on the show notes. Have a read and let me know what you think, you know. 
is is AI the big scary robotic war that is coming for marketers or are there some little bits and pieces there that you can implement now that can make your life easier and uh, decrease the sales cycle and improve the customer experience and the customer journey I think you just got to step back and take a look at it from a what are the little bits that can help you in your as a marketing manager right now and um, and let go of some of the big scary uh, hype I think that is going around it and that leads to number five a trend uh, I mean content marketing it's it is a trend it's been a trend now for about seven or eight years um, stepping I mean Stepping away from AI, I found a little piece of interesting research from the team at Smart Insights, and they interviewed 850 marketers around the world, asking them which marketing trend would be most valuable in 2018. I mean, as I said, the results are not surprising and kind of backs up this list that I've put together anyway. So I'll put the little graph uh, on the show notes. I tell you, these show notes are going to be packed, <laughs> packed full of uh, hopefully helpful little indicators that can help guide your marketing decisions this year so basically what the research showed or the survey showed that the single biggest marketing activity that will make the largest commercial impact in 2018 for your business 20% of respondents said content marketing so it is it's definitely on everybody's mind um, it's it's interesting to see actually if you have a look at the graph what marketers are steering away from uh, they're spending less on display advertising uh, wearable technology that never really took off or is it the element now that that would be worth investing spend on and a paid search marketing I mean that's really dropped off the map too as uh, the cost has gone up and the results have gone down so yeah like I said it's not surprising to see content marketing at number one uh, the businesses that have invested in content marketing for years are seeing outstanding results in building loyalty, leads in a community. And I mean, it, like I said, it, it's not a new trend, but it is an ongoing trend and it's going to keep popping up as as businesses keep seeing results. But it's going to be an ongoing challenge for marketing managers. I mean, how do you create non-spammy, helpful shareable content that will promote your brand and your business in the best way possible I mean again I could turn content marketing into one or multiple episodes I mean let me know if you want to talk more about it if you want to hear more about it uh, I've implemented content marketing strategies in the past and the results are phenomenal the pheno the results have been really really good so I will definitely be, con be continuing to advocate content marketing into the future it's got pretty good ROI at the end especially you know if your target market has fatigue in terms of being contacted with hard sales approaches content marketing can be a relief for them really so instead of contacting them saying hey do you want to buy my product it's just a matter of contacting them saying hey I have this helpful content use it don't use it look at it don't look at it but here it is for you has kind of people have gone wow this is actually nice thank you for not hard selling me I'll have a look at it then they go over the content and they go this is this is great this is great oh this company must know about this area they must know about this industry they must know about what my pain points are maybe I should look at talking to one of their salespeople so that that's definitely what I've seen um, smart insights I mean they go on to share details of the trends they've identified 
I mean, I can group some of these together. Uh, again, the full article will be in the show notes, so pop on to thismarketinglife.com and um, to have a look. So they've come up with these 10 trends that they think is going to be happening with marketing, covering off uh, integrating marketing activities, integrating personalization into user journey, customer experience, integrating machine learning into marketing automation, social messaging apps, video, again, content marketing. I mean, ultimately what these show, uh, which you may already know, is that customer persona or personas and mapping your customer journey and connecting with your customer's experience of your business can help you expedite the results and take your business to the next level, really. I mean, I've con previously conducted uh, many workshops in my marketing manager roles in the businesses I've been a part of, taking all the teams and silos through persona development session and then working through the customer journey as a team. The insights have been astounding and resulted in identifying customer experience holes that need to be filled and new content ideas to boost content marketing. I, I definitely recommend, if you can get leadership behind this in your business, that you do conduct these persona development sessions, agreeing. It's amazing how different teams think that there are different customers, really. They think that... And I've seen a misconception where a business I was working with thought that 70% of their target market were female. And this was just a conception, something that they just, each person had come up with. But by the time we ran some campaigns, we pulled out the results, we looked at the data, it was actually 90%, which was way off. So we were able to modify the campaigns, target Clearly, the, the best ROI was going to be from targeting women because that's what the data showed, that they were the ones interested, are more interested in the product, and that just, you know, it just creates higher quality leads and you stop spending money targeting people who aren't that interested. So, yeah, agreeing these personas as a team and then mapping out each journey of the, the customer hearing about your business right through to when they become a customer and you want them to advocate your business be an advocate for your business this is this is so important to be done as a team and can completely fuels your content marketing so it, like i said if you want to hear more about content marketing i'm happy to talk about it if you want to talk more about uh, developing buyer personas and and customer journeys i'm happy to talk about that too but uh, we'll move along and get to the the final trend in the list i mean it's last but not least and it's number two in that Smart Insights list, actually, which is number six in my list, which is big data or data, depending on where you are in the world. There is no denying that availability of customer data now is abundant. There are super cheap apps that will gather everything that you need. But the problem exists in processing the data, sorting the data and using the data to improve marketing campaigns and customer experience. I mean, big data includes uh, market consumer insights and predictive analytics. There's a nice little article. I'm sharing lots of articles today. Please have a look at these. These will completely uh, help you understand the trends, which is this one's from Disrupted Daily. They share the top big data marketing trends to know in 2018. Uh, I will, like I said, the link will be in the show notes. So their, their big data trends include the number one trend, which is the increased focus on security, 
Security is so important right now. I mean, every other week or every other month, there's some kind of data breach and you've got to be on top of it as a marketer. Your data has to be secure. You have to assure your customers that the data is secure. Um, they say the next trend is there's going to be more dark data, pulling it out from all kinds of locations and, and data that isn't exactly above the board. Uh, trend number three, which is uh, real-time analytics. Real-time data can really uh, help marketers with their campaigns. I mean, I find that you know I can run an online cam online campaign and almost get instant feedback on how that campaign is performing. It's phenomenal. I mean, gone are the days where you used to put an ad in the newspaper, wait, wait for the newspaper to come out, and then hopefully get a response to that. I mean, you, you would need to invest so much in copywriting just to get that one ad done. But now with, with the almost real-time analytics and real-time feedback, um, you can really tweak campaigns as they, as they roll out. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. It can save you a fortune. Uh, they say trend number four is uh, talent shortages. There really is. This isn't a big conversation. I don't think this is happening in, in schools or universities where people are being understanding that, that there is a shortage of people in the job market who can read and, and interpret data, understand data, work with data. Because ultimately, like I said, you want to be able to get something out of the data. And it is a skill to be able to do that. And there needs to be people there learning now how to how to be able to do this. And you will not be short of a job in the future. And they say trend number five is privacy concerns. So I think this also links back to security as well, that there are privacy concerns. You know, uh, with Facebook, various things have popped up in terms of uh, what uh, Facebook is un unashamedly now doing with our data. What Google is doing with our data is a massive privacy concerns, and all these other apps and places that are collecting data, you know, it it is a concern and is going to continue to be a concern for big data. So marketing managers need to be aware of this. I mean, with the number of internet de connected devices predicted to reach thirty eight billion by twenty twenty, I mean, the amount of data is only going to grow, is absolutely going to grow. And so we need to be deciding now what we need that data for and how we're going to use it so we can deal with that growth. I mean, ultimately, you should have a data management plan. You should decide, you should decide what you want from your data and always start small if you need to. Uh, if you are looking for practical advice for how to start using big data, there's an article from Salesforce called Five Ways Marketers Can Actually Use Big Data. I mean, it's an oldie from 2014, but a goodie and definitely still relevant today. Uh, I found there were, there were a few bits and pieces online talking about how, how marketers can use big data, but I would agree with this one from Salesforce. I mean, like I said, it's a couple of years old, but I think it's still relevant. So they suggest that the ways you can use big data is you can use it to monitor Google trends and inform your global or local strategy, which I would, I'd be all over that. Uh, the, the second one is uh, use digital information to more clearly define your ICP or ideal customer profile. Yeah, I, as I said before, when I was talking about the ideal customer profile or the buyer persona, the more digital information you get back to that can help you define who they are. So that one is, is still relevant as well. 
Uh, number three, create real-time personalization to buyers, as I mentioned, using data to guide your marketing automation and your email marketing. Uh, number four, identify the specific content that moves buyers down the sales funnel. As I mentioned before, in terms of, you know, educating your target market instead of selling to your target market. And number five, uh, integrate predictive analytics into your lead scoring strategy. I mean, as a marketing manager, if you're not scoring leads and using some kind of uh, marketing automation software like HubSpot or Marketo, I suggest you get in there. Uh, lead scoring can definitely help you move uh, potential buyers down the funnel and move them from uh, to that point where they become, become a cold lead, a warm lead, till they become a marketing qualified lead, till they then become handed over and become a sales qualified lead. So big data can definitely help with that. And if you're not uh, doing lead scoring, you should, you should be um, looking that up. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to digest when it comes to big data. But as I said before, I'd recommend that you start small, focus down. I mean, big data or all the data in the world is useless unless you know exactly what you want it for. So that's it. That's, that's a lot of trends, a lot going on for marketing managers. So you've got the uh, brand purpose, you've got influencer marketing, you've got podcasts, you've got technology, AI and voice, you've got content marketing, and you've got big data. What do you think? Which of these trends do you agree with? Have I missed any trends? Let me know and stay tuned for more marketing manager topics and discussions on upcoming episodes. So thanks for listening. If you like the show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes. Also, please visit thismarketinglife.com to view the show notes and subscribe to future episodes. I would love your feedback. If you have any burning questions on marketing management, you can ask on the website, through Twitter, on the Facebook page, or just email me at hi at thismarketinglife.com. Until next time, keep marketing.